When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Ben King to talk about the Auburn draft. Well, the NFL draft of the Auburn players. The Auburn draft is all we care about. <laughs> exactly. Ben, how you doing? Man, I'm great. Good. But I'm not as good as Jared Stidham is tonight. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, uh, there haven't been official numbers come out, but he's projected at about 600K signing bonus. Come on. Like, he is a happy man right now. Uh, and he's going to be studying under one of the greatest of all times. Despite what you think about the Patriots, I'm honestly not a big Patriots fan. But, hey, he's going to be studying under one of the best quarterbacks there, there's been in recent history. The GOAT. The and GOAT himself. I think that's a great spot for him. Because, Ben, what what has been our thing? It's been about the Saints under Drew Brees, which is another great quarterback. But I think it, this is the goal. This is the jackpot that uh, I think. I didn't even really think this was attainable. I didn't either. And for them to have the Jarrett on their radar uh, and to really go after him is a pretty miraculous thing in my opinion. But, hey, that's a great sign for Stidham. I mean, on paper, Stidham is a fantastic player, even though with some of his faults. Uh, Did you see Belichick's video when he called Jarrett? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's pretty much – Belichick being like, hey, how are you, Jarrett? I'm good. Good. Okay. We're going to make you a New England Patriot. I mean, in just monotone voice. And then <laughs> you hear... He's like, yep. Yep. yep excited yep. about it, too. Yep. All right. Bye. <laughs> 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 it's like the most... And you're, you're thinking, a fourth-round pick. Like, you'd, you'd probably be pretty excited for this. But I guess Belichick's been around the block a few times. And, you know, it's just another quarterback, another player for him. But, you know, whatever. I thought that was pretty great. Uh yeah, I'm really excited for him. Um, I mean, you're you've got some great elements there of how great a and structured, and I mean everything that you think about when you think of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are very precise. They're very detail oriented people, and I think if anything, even if Jarrett doesn't get a lick of playtime in the NFL at the Patriots, he's going to be learning under some of the best that have ever come onto an NFL football field. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, one of the discussions, and, and I started to think this immediately, well, what about the other backups for the Patriots? Well, you've got, first off, Brian Hoyer, who's been in the league about 10 years now. Uh, he's their backup officially. Uh, and then right behind him is the third string, Danny Etling from the LSU, from the LSU Tigers. And he got drafted last year as a se- seventh-round pick. 
last year. So Stidham getting drafted in the fourth round, I think it, it pretty much shows Patriots are valuing Stidham over Etling. And I think that's a kind of a good spot to be in for if you're Jerry Stidham, because you're probably wondering right now, am I going to be the uh, even a backup or am I going to be the third string or am I going to get cut? And I think it's a good <laughs> sign that right now Stidham is really going to get there and become either a backup or a third string, which is for his first year, that's what I honestly think is the optimal scenario for him because he needs to learn how to play football in the NFL. And it's going to be a way different game for him. Uh, what are you? What do you think you're most worried about with Stidham in the NFL? Uh, considering the way that Auburn played, uh, have how they play their offense right now. I'm not really worried. I think he did not fit our system well, <laughs> based on kind of what we needed. I think he fits the Patriots really, really well. Okay. You know, and I, I put him in New Orleans Saints because I, I thought that was really the best place he could go. Uh, I think he's. Very like if you look at Tom Brady, not very mobile, runs maybe once a game, if that, only when really he gets rushed. Yeah, fantastic offensive line, all the offensive weapons you could want. Uh, the thing is, Stidham very well could win a Super Bowl ring before he ever even starts a game, (laughs) which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, great for him. But you know, Stidham wasn't even the first Auburn player drafted. (laughs) <laughs> no that's true it was just one of the bigger surprises from from my end yeah uh yeah and we've got news too so <clears throat> i heard some alabama play uh fans were getting their pictures taken with uh Saban's old hip at walmart <laughs> at least i saw a picture on twitter and you know everything you see on twitter is yeah, true absolutely There's it was no on the internet photoshop and, <laughs> yeah but just the Alabama fan. I mean, like that—that that was pretty great. I'm, I'm glad that went around because, I mean, honestly, I'm impressed. Saban was up and and moving around after a couple of days after hip surgery. But I mean, more power to to the old man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, and another kind of thing, and this is with a rival across the state. So. There was a a federal investigation going on, and Marty Blazer, uh, he was a a federal witness, and he pled guilty to wire fraud, uh, made allegations under oath, uh, and into playing football players, and and even one of those schools was Alabama. Do you do you think that? And I I have my doubts. Do you think anything will ever come of this, and will Alabama get? some sort of fine or maybe postseason ban or anything like that? Do I think it's true? Absolutely. Do I think anything, any ramifications for the University of Alabama will come from this? Nope. (laughs) You know why? Because there's no 60 minutes going to be on this. No. No. (laughs) So true. No stupid. I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's just everyone knows it happens and, you know. NCAA isn't going to kill their uh, their golden goose. No, I mean, you, you kind of saw the same thing when we got a little bit snubbed from the Final Four and a few questionable calls because the, their golden team was Virginia. 
and yeah, that the sucked. the refs <laughs> in the the group huddle jumping up and down and cheering with them. <sighs> Man, stupid! <laughs> Don't bring that back up. I'm I'm still not over okay, it. Okay, we're we're gonna move on. Uh, because... I was at the Taste of Marietta this past weekend, <laughs> wearing an Auburn shirt, and some guy had the audacity to come up and ask me how I felt about the end of the Final Four. And I was like, don't even get me started, sir. Wow. Don't even get me started. Wow. Um, okay, so I think that let's bring it back to football a little bit. Yeah. With Okay, so Alabama, we always compare ourselves to the Alabamas, Georgias, Clemsons of the world. Um, and Alabama had some high-round draft picks. And yet Auburn really struggled to get – uh, I mean, our first ra- draft pick was Jamel Dean in the third round. And, I mean, honestly, that was about what we were expecting. But do you think that this plays into players and not being developed I'll, by the coaches? Or, like, what, I will what do you answer your question with a question, sir. Okay, go for it. Is football a team sport or an individual sport? Very much team. Yeah. So yeah. we don't even need individuals. It's fine. Play together as a team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and somebody pointed this out. Uh, okay, so even though a couple years ago Alabama had a ton of first-round and second-round draft picks, even with that, they were still not able I – mean, I'm talking about 2017. They were still not able to beat Auburn. Yep. Uh, so, again, proving that it's really about the team uh, and the players playing together. And I honestly think Auburn – even though our record in eight and five season, we were trying to play together at, at times, but we we were at the very tail end of the season. You saw our team playing together, um, and that's that's what makes me so excited um, for the coming season. You know, I didn't have a first round draft pick. Mm, oh, I don't know. Derek Brown is back on campus, baby. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, he's he's already projected to be a top. 10 not just first round but like a top 10 draft pick for the 2020 draft and he's coming back to campus uh yeah probably, given given e2c commentators rides and even you could probably say uh Derek or not uh nick co is probably on up there too he's probably not first round but if he has another great season and improves you might have another defensive lineman from Al- from auburn coming and playing uh in the NFL and being a very top, highly touted NFL pick. Uh, let's jump into our first uh, first guy that got drafted. We already talked about Jarrett Stenham. He's probably one of the biggest picks. Um, honestly, he got way more attention than I thought he would when he got drafted, which is That's pretty a cool. big surprise. Yeah. Um, but I think Jamel Dean, being a third-round pick, uh, I think is a pretty phenomenal thing. Uh, I wouldn't have assumed he would have been our first guy. Uh, you, you looked at what you saw out of Stidham. You saw out of plenty of other guys like Darius Layden this, these past seasons that we've had at Auburn, and you're thinking, wow, okay, Jamil, I mean, he's been a consistent player, but I wouldn't have thought he would have been the first guy drafted. Uh, I mean, over his college career, he's had a pretty solid pretty solid. I mean, 73 tackles, 40 of them being solos. He's got a sack. He's got a couple interceptions. He's got pass deflections. Uh, but I think what the NFL scouts were really looking at 
was when his receiver was targeted. Uh, and somebody went back and looked at all of this. 42 times his guy was targeted. And of those 42 times, he had 16 times where the guy actually caught the ball. That ratio, 14 to, or 16 to 42, is a pretty phenomenal no, uh, that's tons and tons of times, 28 times when, uh, is that right? 28. I think I'm doing my number right. No, 26. Sorry. Uh, 26 times where they didn't catch the ball. Um, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, and I think another thing that he really, that really stood out to the scouts, uh, was his 40 time. I mean, I don't know how much they put stock into that. It may, I mean, honestly, it put him on the radar of a lot of teams because I mean, it's Jamel Dean, but he had a 4.3 40 time fast he, man. He was the second fastest in the NFL combine. Uh, and for him, honestly to overcome, I think he had at least one knee injury with an eight torn ACL. Uh, I believe even in college. Yeah. He, back in 2016, he had another injury that set him back a little bit. And despite all of that, he came back and played almost better than he was before. And that's an incredible thing for somebody to do. What What are you going to remember about Jamel Dean? Uh, and what do you think his impact in the NFL is going to be? Uh, man, locking down the backfield was the big thing. Uh, anytime passes went his way, he weren't really that worried. That was a nice thing. Um, that interceptions and then shutting down receivers. Yeah. And for him going to the Buccaneers, I was looking into them just for kicks and giggles, trying to figure out what what was the Buccaneers thing last year? What what, what was the thing that they needed? Well, they have a terrible and, quarterback. And, <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, Jameis Dunstan. <laughs> um, but I really think they needed somebody that, could shut down uh, the wide receivers and play really good shutdown secondary. Um, the Buccaneers, okay, get this. They were 26 in passing yards allowed in the NFL. Not only that, but their defense allowed 73% of all passes to be completed. 73. Mm. That's th- almost three out of every four passes were caught. Just fire them all. <laughs> what? That is absolutely terrible. Um, so there's going to be some much needed, uh, pretty much positions open for guys like Jamel Dean, um, to really step up and be a big player for them. Uh, I think it's also great that Jamel Dean, uh, joined Carlson Davis and, uh, Peyton Barber, uh, at the Buccaneers. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, so we already mentioned Jarrett Stenham. He got drafted in the fourth round by the Patriots. Um, but we didn't really discuss how he's going to be used in the NFL besides right now, probably a backup role, but later down the road, what are you thinking his, his role is going to be? And do you think he will get to the point where he'll be a starter? I think he's goat junior. Okay. (laughs) I think he fits that system. Well, uh, he needs to learn poise and better decision-making under pressure. Yeah. But you know, as long as, Here's the thing, is the Patriots have a knack of finding raw talent and developing it into superstars. And they find it all over the draft, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And 
they're one of the only organizations in the NFL where they will just take really anyone and make them great. Yeah. And so and, this is a fantastic place for Jared to be. And I've I've just found that the Patriots, just the way you see how smart Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are, both of them, they they value processing. They value how smart are you. And they must have seen something really good in Jarrett Stenham to pick that up and say, we're going to put our fourth round pick and say, you're our guy. Um, maybe the predecessor to Tom Brady. Uh, since Tom Brady's been at New England, New England Patriots, I think they've drafted anywhere from like eight to nine different quarterbacks because yep. they're just trying to find who's that next person. And with Tom Brady, I mean, he's 41 years old right now. He's almost 42 in August. He's going to be somebody that he may only have a year left. He may have three. He may have four. We don't know. I don't even think Tom Brady really knows. I think he's got one more Super Bowl in him. I mean, at this point, he, he <laughs> looks like a pretty incredible 41-year-old playing the game um, at a very high level. Yeah, look at him and look at where Brett Favre was at that time in his life and his career. Mm, it's true. crazy. That is very true. You compare both of those, and it is insane. Um, I wanted to take a step back because I think Jarrett, we, we owe a lot to Jarrett, especially in the 2017 season. He was the guy that led the charge coming, uh, for him, a year off of football, coming, playing 2017, still pretty rusty at the beginning, and then really hit his stride. And the 2017 season with him, carry on Johnson, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, and I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but absolutely. I love, I'm going to keep an eye on him. Uh, like I've kept an eye on a lot of the other NFL players that, that came from Auburn. Um, but I wanted to like, <laughs> it just reminded me of all of the different memes and things that <laughs> announcers said, and I, I just think they're fantastic. You know, he's a Texas native. He transferred from Baylor. He, he got engaged. He's going to get married. He wore a sombrero after some wins in 2017. I mean, it, it, the, like the memes just went on and on. And uh, while he had his issues, um, we all see his issues. Um, sometimes being very erratic with his passes. Uh, I still think he he gained a lot out of being a player at Auburn, even though his last season, I I think he regressed and that's really sad to say. Um, but it, it pretty much had to do with the team that was around him, not having the offensive line. Uh, and if you go back and remember, uh, I've tried to rem forget it, but all of the missed passes uh, that hit the wide receivers hands, the wide receivers should have caught it. Some of them even touchdowns. And Jarrett Stenham just didn't have the supporting cast around him a lot of times. And that's kind of sucky to feel that way, especially for a team that you love, um, to not really be there 100% for a guy like Jarrett Stenham this past season. Yeah. The one thing I think he was missing most was a good quarterback's coach. Mm. Dilly dilly. I mean, hey, he, he's probably one of the most up-and-coming guys and uh, I'm excited to see Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix uh, learning under him. And, hey, let's get some development out of our quarterbacks um, and really show 
hey, we we can put some really high quality quarterbacks out there besides the one that everybody thinks about, which is Cam Newton. Uh, speaking of Cam Newton, so I feel like <laughs> some Auburn fans became uh, Panthers fans just because of Cam Newton. I did. I, I did too. Um, admittedly so. I have a Panthers t-shirt. Good. For, yeah, I actually do too. Um, yeah, I got it when I was in Charlotte. It's pretty crazy to think because I, I'm not the biggest NFL fan. I'll, I'm a pretty casual watcher. I could care um, less. <laughs> um, but do you think now that Stidham is at the Patriots, do you think that'll sway some Auburn fans to go and be Patriots fans if they weren't already? I'd say once he starts, maybe. Okay. But right now, he's he's going to be riding the bench for at least a year, yeah. if not probably more. Yeah, So exactly. And that'll be good for him. I mean, yeah. if, if Brady gets hurt, then you know they still have Hoyer. Yeah, that's true. And so we'll see. But down a couple of years from now, I could totally see some some Auburn fans uh, jumping on the bandwagon because of our player supporting yeah. him being there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's jump on into the next guy that got drafted, Darius Slayton. Uh, he got drafted by the Giants, New York Giants, baby, in the fifth round. Uh, if you think back to some big news that happened a few months ago, uh, the Giants no longer have Odell Beckham Jr. It's a good choice on their end. And they threw a ton of money at Sterling Shepard. Uh, I think it was like $41 million for a four-year deal with him. They they really think he's going to be their star wide receiver. Um, he's pretty much their clear number one wide receiver. But under that, they really don't have a clear cut who's going to be the number two and who's going to be the number two, three guy for them at wide receiver. I really, I, I really think that's a big opportunity for Slayton to almost make an, an immediate impact. Um, I really want him to focus and put all of his effort, especially his catching ability, because that was the biggest thing this past season. How many drop passes he had, how many drop touchdowns he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can fix that, he, I'm pretty sure he can run all of the different routes uh, that are needed for playing in the NFL. But can he? Can he catch the ball? <laughs> and that's that's still a big question mark in my head. Um, maybe he makes a switch in the NFL and figures that out. Can Eli get him the ball to catch it? <laughs> that's another question. That is another good question. Um, because yeah, Eli is. Uh, He's not doing so great He's in the past, past couple prime. years. Yeah, and that that's unfortunate. And uh, I don't know, man. That's just going to be rough. I mean, there's a lot of questions uh, from what I've seen of Giants fans of what the heck are we doing? We let Odo Beckham Jr. go. Eli is obviously regressing a lot. I don't know how to feel about this. Eli needs to move to insurance and pizza commercials. <laughs> yeah, he can uh, be a little bit like his brother. <laughs> and, uh, probably make a hefty living. Uh, do you really think he's going to take the place of any, uh, like the Oda Beckham Jr.? Is he up to that caliber or is it, uh, I mean, is he just raw? Like that's just too raw of talent at an Oda Beckham Jr. Um, like what do you, where are you thinking Slayton fits in this Giants team? Uh, you know, he could be their best wide receiver because if Sterling Shepard gets double teamed, 
then it opens it up a lot. True. So, you know, he's just got to gotta live up to his potential. He could be great. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious with uh, how he performed uh, in the practices that they Perhaps valued In him. the bowl game. He did amazing in the bowl game. Absolutely. Uh, in the bowl game itself, he had three receptions. All three of them were touchdowns uh, in the game against Purdue. So, you know, that's pretty phenomenal. Uh, and I forgot about this, but he actually uh, set the bowl record for Auburn in receiving yards at 160. Also, touchdowns, he had three, and the longest touchdown catch in a bowl game. That's insane. Yards. Three records in one game just dominated. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty no, awesome. I, th- I think he could. He has a very high ceiling. Yeah. So excited to see how he develops and plays on this team. He'll he'll probably add value right away. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Deshaun Davis. Uh, he was a six-round draft pick by the Bengals. Deshaun? Uh, being a yeah. Tiger again? Let's go. Um, I love when they go from one Tiger to another. Even you could say cam from being a tiger to a panther you know kind of still a big cats yeah exactly um that's pretty awesome uh deshaun davis is going to be joining uh carl lawson who's already playing there uh and hey it's going to be a pretty awesome time uh when the Bengals were so terrible in the run game and deshaun davis he was an expert in the run game he could just decipher and figure out what the offense was doing and get to where the ball was going to go. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, things that he, he brings to the table uh, for a team. He, I, I think, is going to be a great pick. Even though people say he's undersized, he doesn't have as much speed, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. You look at his film, you don't see that. Um, even uh, AL.com put out a video series about him, and uh, it pretty much walked through even from middle school where one of his middle school teachers uh, told him that he'd be dead and in a jail by the time he was 18. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is absurd. Uh, And then even in high school, he had a setback where he had a knee injury uh, in his senior year. That's really rough. And then you come to Auburn uh, after uh, you've had all those issues and then your linebackers coach isn't the biggest fan of you. You play only a little bit. And then you're just like, well, do I just need to transfer? Because uh, do like I'm not getting much play time. And I was pretty much promised. I, I need some, like, I, I want to go play. It's pretty much. And then comes in T. Will, Travis Williams, uh, as a new linebackers coach in 2016. And he he really believed in what Deshaun uh, he, he his talents his what he brought to the table and this really was where he really took off i felt like it just needed he just needed somebody to believe in him and put him in uh in a position to win and do well and sure enough he started and the, his very first start was against clemson and this was the quarterback carousel game terrible memory of that but uh that game he had a phenomenal game. Um, he, that's that's just the kind of thing that he you came immediately and he made an impact. And even probably not getting like a direct start starting role next season, I think uh, some sort of backup role 
will be really key for him. Uh, and I'm just proud of him getting drafted because even with getting drafted in the sixth round, I, I, I heard some doubters saying he might not even be drafted. And that's pretty sad to think, but glad he got drafted. Um, Ben, what do you th- what do you think about Deshaun? What are you going to remember about him? Gosh, he is the heart and soul of the defense. Uh, leader, yeah, puts sure his was. puts his body on the line every single time he goes out on the field, and he hits guys with authority. Yeah, and that's for a guy who's only five eleven is an awesome thing for a linebacker. Um, I mean, the way that he's been the the leader of the defense, I think that's going to He's he's definitely going to carry that over into playing in the NFL. Um, he he can pick apart an offense. He he's a very smart guy. Um, so I'm really excited for him. He always plays with that chip on his shoulder, <laughs> even when he got snubbed out of uh, initially not getting a Senior Bowl um, selection. He in in his hometown of all things, and of course he gets um, picked up a little bit later and goes down to the senior bowl, but I feel like he's just always got that on him. Like he, he wants, he, he's just got that. Okay. I'm smaller, but I don't care. I'm going to play with the big guys and play just as well as they do. And I think that's a great, great thing for him. For all you teams that didn't pick Deshaun, now you <laughs> yeah. got to play against him. <laughs> that's very true. And I love that marketing that he put out. Um, because sure enough, you're going to play against him. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Chandler Cox. Oh, uh, big surprise here too. Yeah. I thought this was great. So I was kind of like you. I didn't think he was going to get drafted. I, uh, If you guys go back and listen, I called it. You asked who out of all the players that we had that were not projected to get drafted, who could potentially get drafted? I said yeah. the gentleman himself, Chandler Cox. Yeah, and sure enough, he did. Seventh round to the Miami Dolphins. Uh it's pretty exciting uh, to see what a phenomenal H-back he's been. And even in the NFL where H-backs are becoming used less and less or a fullback in that role, it's really exciting to see that a team, even in Miami, is looking at him and saying, hey, we can use you. We we want to go after you. Um, and I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think Chandler Cox can be an incredible player for, you know, one being able to block and then roll out for any type sure. of catch. Yeah. Uh sure-handed, great leader, uh huge team spirit, but I swear Miami, unless you want to be on the not top 10 of ESPN, do not run the Cox Cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please don't. I pass to him I... all day long. Yeah. Do not run him. <laughs> no. And I really don't want him to really run the ball. I, I don't think they'll ever put him in that position, but he's, he's a big funny. guy. It's He's a big guy. He is. But maybe goal can, line. <laughs> yeah, maybe goal line, but I don't know about that. Like You probably have a big enough running back in, to, to do that without having to put in a guy like I'd him. say if they if they do run him, don't run it Coxcat. Run him like, a, <laughs> like an I formation. Yeah. Where you fake it to him and fake it to him like a million times and yeah. have him go and block because that's what he's really good at. Yeah, absolutely. And then you just don't actually fake it to him and you give it yeah. to him one time. Yeah, you put I it think on, that could enough be on film. Yeah. yeah. Do something like that. Because um, I, I don't know. 
I, I'm just kind of leery of uh, running him, but <laughs> it, he's give him the ball in the air and give him a rollout pass. Uh, that man, he'll catch it. He will catch it. And that's pretty awesome. Let him hit uh, a guy and roll off every yeah. single play. I, I think his use in the NFL at Miami, at least at the beginning will mostly be on special teams. And I think he's kind of geared his mind towards that because he's done a lot of amazing things on our special teams. He's been on the hands team. He's a very trusted guy on the pooch kits. Um, and I really want to see him get into some extra roles um, and maybe show what he can do as an H back. Even if Miami might not have that in their playbook, show him what you can do with it because it, it worked pretty darn well at Auburn a lot of times. Um, or Hey, put him in as a tight end and uh, use him to roll out in the backfield, uh, roll out and just go catch a pass. I mean, sure, just give him the ball. Um, let's talk about another seventh-round draft pick, Dontavious Russell. Uh, he got picked up in the seventh round by the Jaguars. Uh, he's estimated, and I think it's pretty awesome, uh, about $2.6 million. Uh, so that's a pretty awesome rookie deal. Um, yeah, that's great. Pretty, pretty excited for him. Uh, I mean, just getting drafted – you can see it, a lot of guys, uh, just the emotions, uh, how amazing it is for them to be working towards something. Uh, and for the, them, it's the goal of getting in the NFL. And for them to get that call that they're going to the NFL uh, is a phenomenal thing. I mean, if you even go back and watch uh, Deshaun Davis's video, I think AL.com put this one out. Uh, Deshaun just starts bowling as soon as he hears you're getting drafted. And I think that that just shows these big boys that you see the rough guys, the tough guys are still out there. They're they're But really they're, they're just, all of these emotions are built up all of this anticipation of who am I going to get drafted? Am I going to get drafted? Um, and that, that's a really cool thing for guys like Dontavious Russell, Deshaun Davis. And uh, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Um, so big congrats to all these guys. Um, let's talk about Dontavious Russell, though. So one of the, his biggest assets is, is himself. Six three two thirty or 320. <laughs> yeah. 6'3", 320. Yeah. Um, you look at him and you think, man, this guy's a big, big guy that can stuff some holes. And uh, he sure did that. I mean, he's going to be known as one of the great run stoppers uh, at the Jaguars. Uh, and uh, they're going to need it. I mean, they it's it's much – well, I mean, they have a really good defensive line already. But, hey, it can't hurt to have some extra backups um, down at the Jaguars. I mean, he's at least right now probably going to be a backup um, and learn under a couple of fantastic guys, Marcel uh, Darius and uh, – Avery Jones. Um, so that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's again, one of the great things, um, like Jarrett Stidham, he's going to be under some phenomenal guys and really learn, uh, how to play at that next level. Um, one of the things that I, I heard and, and thinking back on it, you don't think about him making many sacks. Um, he's not the prototypical, uh, like Carl Lawson, where he's getting in the backfield all the time. But he got 157 tackles in his career. 17 of those were tackled for loss and six sacks. 
But despite all that, I think people still have their doubt, doubts about him being a pass rusher. And if he can really prove with his uh, hand skills and foot skills that he can get get into the backfield, I think that's going to be something that really is going to show he can make it in the next at the next level. Uh, ben, what do you think about uh, Dontavious Russell, and uh, what are you going to remember from him? Man, just being a beast on the defensive line, uh, the big the big wall. I mean, here's the thing: is like our D line. We always play crazy with cr- crazy tenacity, and it's like next man up. But Dontavious Russell was a force to be reckoned with, and uh, just crushing through the O line, and more so making tackles where it counts. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that I think is a big plus for him over his four years, he had a lot of play time, and I think for an NFL scout looking at him, uh, he they're they're seeing a very consistent player, uh, and he's playing against the extremely tough SEC. Um, so that's probably why he got drafted, and I'm I'm very excited for him. Um, he's extremely smart. Um, he already has a degree at Auburn, and is actually working towards his second degree. So um, more power to him. Um, you can, I mean, a very smart defensive lineman uh, is. Uh, and that's going to be a really big thing for um, the Jaguars. Let's jump on into uh, the free agents. Um, these were undrafted players um, that got picked up. And the very first one that got picked up almost immediately was Ryan Davis. Uh, and he got picked up by the Patriots, which I think is pretty awesome, considering uh, Stenham was also going to be at the Patriots. Uh, let's talk about Ryan Davis and the aspect of playing for the Patriots where I'm still trying to like find where can he play because he's a little bit smaller. I think he might be able to be used in their screen game. Um, especially if we just, it, it, because of Tom Brady being a little bit older, uh, he may not need, he may not have as much time in the pocket and as much mobility as he used to. So, Hey, give him some easy, shorter passes. And that's what Ryan Davis does extremely well. Uh, but honestly, if you start to think back on some of the things Ryan Davis does, not only is the short pass game, his strength, but I felt like even his 20 to 30 yard, um, route runnings were extremely good, especially when he was crossing across the field at like the 10 to 15 yard range. That was prime time. He gets off his guy and is wide open and then Give him some open space, and the man will make everybody miss. I mean, everybody. Um, ben, what are you going to remember about Ryan Davis um, as he's going to the Patriots? Dude, sure hands and the uh, all-time wide receiver record at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, but I'll ask you this. Who was the MVP for the Super Bowl this past year? Uh, Do you know who it was? Julian no. Edelman. Really? Do you know how big he is? I five about, ten. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm okay. saying one once again. Patriots have a knack for finding incredible talent really late in the draft. I mean, Tom Brady is one of the you know prime examples. Just shows that they can find players with talent 
and utilize them to their best ability. And I think Ryan Davis is going to be a fantastic addition to that receiving core. Yeah, because one sure-handed, fantastic route runner. He's going to get the ball. Just throw yeah. it his way. He really will. Uh, and I just wanted to because of how impactful he was uh, with having the single season record and also uh, at Auburn for career receptions, but also catching the most between Jarrett Stenna or a quarterback and a wide receiver of any combo at Auburn. Uh, that's some pretty big, uh, pretty big things that he did at Auburn. Um, so I wanted to like think back on a couple things that happened uh, while he was here. Um, one of them was easily a, one of his best moments where he uh, passed it to Darius Slayton. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> a, a super easy pass. Uh, he pretty much had to throw it 30 yards as he's running. Um, and that he just nailed it. He, he got it right in Darius Slayton's hands and uh, Darius ran it in against Arkansas this past season. Uh, he also uh, had another... Uh, back in the Iron Bowl 2017 uh, where Stenham got the ball flipped back to him and then passed it to Ryan Davis. And that was where uh, Ryan Davis uh, juked out Minka Fitzpatrick, which I'm sure you've seen plenty of times over and over and over where Minka Fitzpatrick trying to tackle Ryan Davis and then goes way out of frame because Ryan Davis just juked him out of his shoes. Uh, Another great moment that I remember from him uh, was the Woody play against Washington. And the Woody play meaning it looks like we're about to kneel the ball. And uh, then Gus is like, <laughs> we're going to fake kneel it and hand it right off um, to Ryan Davis. And I think that's a great thing, a great play um, to run. And Ryan Davis executed it to perfection um, and got us a first down. Uh, let's talk about Daryl Williams, uh, linebacker. He's one of our senior linebackers that we're dearly going to miss this next season. I think he's going to be used a lot because the Saints defense wasn't all that great. They were kind of a mediocre team. Uh, They allowed uh, points allowed. They were right in the middle, about 14th. The yards allowed, they were right about 14th in the league. They need some help. And I think Daryl Williams, uh, being a guy that can – drop back into some coverage will be very helpful um, with that. Uh, In his career at Auburn, he had 183 career tackles. Um, Pretty phenomenal stats for him. And uh, excited to see what he's going to do as a free agent for the Saints. Uh, Ben, what do you think about Darrell Williams uh, going to the Saints? Yeah, it's a, a big pickup for them. And it's really interesting, you know, the free agency guys, because you're not you're not using a draft pick. You don't have any contracts that are signed, and to still get Daryl Williams to add to your team. I mean, like you said, they need holes to be filled, and they just got a guy out of free agency that can do that. So yeah. I think it's fantastic for them and for Daryl Williams. Yeah, and that's a really exciting. I mean, we've had some really good defensive players come through Auburn over the past few years, especially under Kevin Steele and for Daryl Williams. Um, and even the next hour, we're going to talk about Andrew Williams getting uh, picked up in free agency is just a, a great thing that you probably look at them and 
their talent coming into college isn't as good as what it was uh, now coming out of college. Um, and just showing these guys really under Kevin Steele uh, showed that they can play with the best. And by the best, I mean in the SEC. Um, because it, there were so many people drafted from the SEC. Um, I think, okay, here's, here's some numbers. So, all right, Ben, Ben, just try to like, try to process this of all the guys that were drafted of all of them, top five, uh, major conferences, the SEC had the most at 64. The next best was the big 10 and they only had 40. 24 less believe it players that got drafted and then even less than that was the ACC which only had 28 garbage less than half less than half of players were drafted from the ACC than there were from the SEC it's a garbage conference <laughs> so I don't know I think that's pretty neat I mean just another you know pat on the back in a way we play in a really tough conference and uh Sure enough, uh, we, we're going to have another fun season this next season against a bunch of great SEC opponents. Um, were, uh, were 10 of those 28 drafted from Clemson because they're the only good team? <laughs> I think a lot of them were. <laughs> I, I don't have numbers on the Clemson, but I think a lot of them were. <laughs> uh, the, the one weird one was, of course, and people are very controversial about it, was the Duke quarterback uh, going to the Giants. What so, are you doing, uh, Giants? I don't know, man. Idiots. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's talk about the last guy that picked up as that got picked up as a free agent. Uh, he got picked up by the Jaguars, so Clint Richardson's team, and uh, he's gonna be. I mean, he's a six four, two ninety four, uh, pretty big guy, and I think honestly, I think he's gonna be. If he's gonna make it on a team, uh, he he's probably gonna be. He he can do some big stuff, especially potentially. It looks like right now competing for a defensive tackle spot against the Florida Gators, um, a guy that just got drafted out of there. Um, so if he can make it, man, he can make some big impacts. Um, he had 71 career tackles and uh, 8.5 tackles for loss. Uh, I mean, as you as we're very well aware, our front seven for Auburn has been very stout. Uh, it's very few teams have been able to, um, really exploit our, our front seven, um, because of just how consistently good they are. Um, and Daryl Williams, Andrew Williams, um, both in these past few years have been very consistent, um, and are, in my opinion, pretty great picks. Um, they just pretty much from this point on, since they're free agents have to prove I earn a spot on your roster. Um, and they, they really have to prove it. For sure. Uh, any other thoughts from you, Ben, uh, about these guys and uh, the guys that got drafted for Auburn? You know, another year in the books, another fantastic draft class for Auburn. Uh, couldn't be happier for some of these guys. Really excited about watching them uh, at the next level and maybe picking up a couple of them on fantasy. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh I mean, some of those could be sleepers. I'm picking um, up Ryan Davis, so <laughs> I was about to you say. back off. <laughs> well, and not if I get to pick him first. We'll see. I, yeah. I'm not going to go uh, first round, seventh pick yeah. or whatever on him. No, like, uh, not. I'm, I'm not a Giants DGM or something like that, but 
I'll probably I'll probably pick him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could be a really cool guy. Um, and if anything, he's a great dump-off guy um, that I think somebody like Tom Brady could use. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about the guys that got drafted. Um, looking forward to seeing how these guys pan out. Um, going to keep a good eye on them and seeing how, how well they do. Because um, that jump to the next level is going to be uh, pretty tough for some of these guys. But uh, they've proved they can play with some of the best in the SEC. And uh, they just got to do it at the next level against even better talent in the NFL. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to go through everybody your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Sure, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle! Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?